Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here. Really glad to have everyone here. Hey, a couple things from me real quick. Uh, first of all, if you're a young adult, which means you're out of high school and not yet 30 years old, uh, we, are, we meet every Friday night, but this Friday we're actually going to be meeting at our house. And so if you need information on that, just you know, send me an email or stop me after service. But we would love to have you there. The program had the wrong address for this coming weekend. So uh, secondly, wanted to say thank you to everyone for your generosity here at the church. It's been nice to be part of a church where we never seem to have to ask for money. I don't know if that will always be the case. Um, but you guys have been very generous, and we appreciate that. And uh, even with setting aside 10% to give away outside the walls of this church. So uh, this past week, we wrote a check for $700 to Lifeline Ministries out of that outreach fund because they have an after-school program across the street at Westside Elementary School. And part of what they do is they have a prize closet where they award- reward the students for memorizing Bible verses, for doing their homework, participation, being helpful, things like that. And uh, they didn't have any prizes. So we were able to fund their prize closet because of your generosity. So thank you guys so much for that. Well, right now we are in the beginning stages of a new series. It's only a four-week-long series. It's called Contact, Hearing the Voice of the Living God. And I'm super excited about this series because I think that hearing God's voice in our life is really, really important. A key verse from last week when we launched the series was from John 10, 27. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I love that verse because it says, first of all, this is Jesus speaking. My sheep listen to my voice, which means that Jesus is speaking to us and that we as his sheep, if we're a follower of Christ, have an ability to hear God's voice. And it's up to us though, to take time to listen to try to hear God's voice, and of course then to follow what God tells us. From last week's message, we had two points. We can better hear God's voice when we retreat away and when we silence ourselves. It's really important if we're going to hear that still, small voice of God, because he he speaks very quietly to us, then we have to be able to take time to leave our comfort zone, retreat away, and then just kind of silence ourselves and really try to hear the voice of God. So during this series, it's really important to us that you uh, have an ability to hear from God. We are opening up our auditorium on Tuesday nights and on Thursdays during the lunch hour to be able to just be quiet before God and to journal and to read our Bibles and to just to seek God. It'll be here in our auditorium. Uh, we, we started last week on Tuesday night and Thursday during the day, and uh, we had the prayer room in here, and we had 15 to 20 people that came and took advantage of that. And so I would encourage you, if you really want to, during this series, uh, invest into hearing the voice of God, try to come out here on a Tuesday night. And uh, you can come anytime between 6 and 9. You don't have to stay for three hours. You can come for 15 minutes, or you can be here for the whole three hours. And then, of course, during the lunch period, if uh, you only have a half hour, Bring your lunch in. We have tables in the back. You can sit and eat lunch and just try to hear God's voice. But I would encourage you to really press into that 
Really press into that. Because I'm guessing if I had a show of hands, who wants to hear God's voice? Almost everybody would say, I want to hear God's voice. Because that's just part of being a follower of Christ, is to get direction from God. So today we're going to continue the series and talk about another way that God speaks to us. So last weekend, on Sunday, my daughter Anna and her husband Nate were here sharing as part of the service. So if you missed that message last week, I would encourage you to go to our website. You can listen to it there or download the podcast. But they were sharing how they had sought out God's voice because they were in the midst of a real life change. And uh, God actually spoke to them during that time over this past year. And on Monday, my daughter Anna flew out to California and is there moving to California. And Nate drove out on Thursday. So uh, they're now in California helping the Anaheim Vineyard Church um, and, and supporting them. Anna's on staff. They're doing a ministry school there. They're doing internships there. And they feel like that's where God called them. Now, I will tell you, as their father, you know, I want them to hear God's voice. Unless it's saying, take them to California. You know, that they're, you know, I, do, I don't, don't like that, you know. Um, but no, I really do want... God to, to speak to them and take them wherever God says that they should go. But I will tell you, it was hard for me, you know, knowing that my daughter, my son, son-in-law are moving to California. And so it was kind of an emotional Sunday, having them here, knowing that it was their last Sunday here. And uh, I went to pack up after everybody had left and, and turned off all the lights. And I opened up my laptop and I found this note that Anna had put on my laptop, you know, just this little sticky note. And I'll tell you, it was so special to me, you know, because I mean, Anna has told me that she loves me, you know, hundreds of times, but knowing that she's going to be gone, you know, and I'm not going to hear her from her every day or see her every day. It was just so nice to have this written note on uh, a sticky note that I taped to my desk. And I will tell you what, I can read that anytime I want. And it just reminds me of the truth that Anna loves me. Because you know what? Written words are powerful. You know what I mean? Written words are powerful. I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. When I worked at Memorial Hospital, I was there for 15 years, they had a, um, a time when they did an employee satisfaction survey. They wanted to know, okay, what do employees want? What would make them happier in their position? So they surveyed 25, 3,500 employees, and I was on the management team, and so we were talking, and of course, we thought, what do people want? What does you know, staff want? They want more money, they want less hours, they want better benefits, more time off. You know, that's what we, we figured that they wanted. But we were all surprised to hear that the number one thing that employees wanted, they said this would make their job so much better, was a handwritten note of appreciation from their boss. And why is that? Because written words are powerful. Written words are powerful. Now, reality, spoken words are powerful too, but written words can be just as powerful. You see, we can verbally agree to something, but until we sign on the dotted line, it's not a binding contract. This past week, I met with Pastor Dan. He is the pastor of Grace Lutheran Church on the, it's really more downtown Elkhart. But he is um, our landlord. They own this building here. And so we've been in discussion over the last couple of months about renewing our lease here to be here another year. And so we had verbally come to that agreement. 
But it wasn't until we sat down this past week and signed on the dotted line that that, that was a, a legally binding contract. Because again, written words are powerful. God knows this. God knows this. And when God speaks, I mean, those are really powerful, right? If you remember reading in Genesis, God says, let there be light, and there was light. I mean, that's all he said. He said, let there be light, and there was light, because his spoken word is so powerful. He said, let there be stars, and the sun, and the moon, and it all came to be. But here's the really cool thing. God took his spoken words, and he put them in this book. He wrote them all down for us. This is God's written word. It's God's message to us. Now, there's been a lot of debate over the years. Is this Bible, is this book really God's word? Right? I mean, we've probably heard people say that or question that, or maybe you have yourself at one point in time, or maybe you are today. Because over 1,500 years and 40 different authors, this book was put together. So I think it's a reasonable question to go, is this really God's word? Is this really God's word? But I will tell you, I believe that this is absolutely God's word. That the Bible is his inspired book. Matthew Henry was a well-known author and minister from the 1600s. And he wrote a commentary on the Bible, but I think he said it best. He said, the Holy Scriptures are the word of God. The Holy Scriptures are the word of God. Now, here are some facts that have helped me to believe that the Bible really is God's word. First of all, it's the number one best-selling book of all times, of all time. There's been millions of books written, but none has sold more copies than the Bible. So that should make us think, oh, wow, there may be something special about this book. Number one best-selling book of all time. Secondly, this book has been Outlawed, banned, and burned more than any other book. It's interesting. So it's the most loved, sold, you know, and bought book of all time, but it's the most hated, you know, and burned book of all time. Hundreds of thousands of people have given up their lives because they believe in this book, in the words in this book. They've died because of this book significant. That's significant. Archaeology continues to confirm the accuracy of this book. If you, if you read about any of the archaeological digs over in the Middle East, they'll be going down and they were recently digging uh, below a fourth century church and they found a mural that was depicting when Jesus fed the 5,000. So every time that they dig a little deeper or find another uh, place, another city, it continues to just confirm what was written in this book thousands of years ago. The Dead Sea Scrolls, when they found those, they confirmed the accuracy of the book. So they, they, that was the significance of that archaeological find, was they, they took a look at the original manuscripts for those old, old scrolls, and they had the same words of, the, of what we were looking at today, the translations that we were looking at today. So the book is accurate over hundreds and thousands of years. But the number one reason why I believe that this is God's word is because my life has been forever changed because of this book. 
My life has been forever changed because of this book. There's something special about this book. Here's what the Bible says about itself. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It says, All Scripture, from cover to cover, is God-breathed. God spoke through the written Word of God. And I will tell you that each of us still has to have faith to believe it, right? I mean, just because I'm saying that it is God's word and that I believe it, that doesn't necessarily mean that you do. You have to make that decision on your own and make a leap of faith and say, I believe that this is God's word, that he put this together through those 40 different authors. But as your pastor, I will tell you, I believe that this is 100% the word of God. And as a church, Lighthouse Vineyard Church believes that as well. We stand for it. In our bylaws, it says, we believe that the Bible, both the Old and New Testaments, is God's revealed word, verbally inspired by God and therefore inerrant and infallible in the original manuscripts. It is our final authority for all matters of faith and practice. We believe that it is God's revealed word, his message to us. And if Scripture is God's Word and His message to us, then reading it is a significant way that we can hear the voice of God when we read the Bible. So today we're going to learn a little bit more about how God speaks to us through His Word. And we'll be in Hebrews chapter 4. You can turn there if you would like. It's also on your handout, and there'll be a couple of points for you to fill in if you, if you would like to do that. Hebrews is near the end of the New Testament. It's after Titus, Philemon, and right, be, right before James. And uh, no one really knows for sure who wrote this book, but they believe that it was the Apostle Paul. And we're going to be reading just one verse. Chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So it's just one verse. If you guys would, just read along with me. We'll read it together. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So today's message is just simply contact hearing God through his written word. And we're going to study this first and see some ways that God wants to speak to us through his word. But if you would pray with me as I pray for the message. So God, we come to you and we thank you that you wrote this book, uh, that you wrote this book, that you put your words down in between these covers, Father. And we pray today that you would speak to us, that you would speak to us, Lord. And I pray that you would open up our hearts and minds to listen and to understand. We invite your Holy Spirit to do his work today in this place. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so you can fill this in on your handout if you would like. 
We should listen for God through daily Bible reading because, number one, Scripture interacts with us. Scripture interacts with us. Going back to our verse, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and active. So God's word is alive and active. And it goes on to say, It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So we, we have these active words. It's, it's alive and active. Um, it penetrates, divides, it judges. So this is unlike any other book that we might read. It's actually alive and active and wants to speak into our situation. It wants to speak into our daily situation. It's a special book. A good friend of mine always said that the Bible stood for basic instructions before leaving earth which I think there's truth to that. It gives us a lot of instructions on how to live a good godly life. But you know, God wants to actually make the word of God active in our life. He wants to open it up and actually speak into our specific situations, not just be a training manual. I'll give you an example of that. Many years ago, I worked at Memorial Hospital and I was considering a job change. I had been offered a job across the country and at the time, I was leading a student ministries group as well, a group of high schoolers. And I was really trying to debate, should I take this job, you know, across the country? And, and I'll tell you what, we are faced with those kinds of decisions all the time, aren't we? Should I stay at this job or take this job? Should I buy this car or get a different car? Should I move? Should I stay? You know, should I marry that person? Should I not? You know, we have all of these kinds of questions that come up every day. Well, God wants to speak to us about those situations. He cares about the little things in our life. So this wasn't necessarily a little thing. It was a big thing to me. But I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. I mean, it looks good. It's a better position. I'll make more money. You know, it's kind of exciting, all those things. And I was reading the Bible that week because I, I try to read the Bible every day. That's just a practice that I've had since I was a kid. And so I was reading in my, my daily Bible reading, and I was reading in 1 Peter chapter 5, and I came across this verse, verse 2. It says, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve. And as I read that verse, like the words just leapt off the page in front of me, they, it was bold to be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. And as I read that, God spoke to me and said, that's those students that you're leading. You need to stay here and be their shepherd. You know how God speaks in a still small voice? Well, it first came with that scripture verse, and then God confirmed it with, this, with the voice of God. He just kind of spoke and said, this is for you. And then to even emphasize it more, at the end of the verse, it says, not greedy for money but eager to serve. And I thought, oh, the only reason I was going to take the job was because I would make more money. You know, and so God spoke to me and I actually wrote it down in the corner of my Bible and made a decision. Okay, I believe God's saying, I need to stay. Now again, when we hear the voice of God, it's up to us whether or not we're going to follow it. But I did. I decided to stay and to continue to be a shepherd to the flock that God had given me. And it was the best thing for me. It really was the best thing. But here's the situation, guys. In America today, many, many, many Christians, followers of Christ, are not picking up their Bible every day. 
You know, and, and I know there's a statistic would show there are many of you today who are sitting in here going, I have a Bible. I even have a bookmark in my Bible, but I don't necessarily read it every day. And I'll just tell you that, guys, this, you're missing out. You're missing out on an opportunity for God to interact with you each and every day in your situation. So as much as I can from the stage, I'm begging you, find a way to read your Bible each and every day and ask God, say, God, speak to me. What do you want to say to me? Now, I will tell you, God doesn't speak like that directly to me every day. There are many times when I'm reading and it's just encouragement to, to do one thing or it teaches me how to be a better father or a better Christian. Um, sometimes it convicts me of an area that I need to grow in. But I'm giving God an opportunity every day to speak to me. And, and many, many times he does. Many times he does. Because again, I'm not going to do a show of hands, but I'm guessing everybody here would be like, yes, I want to hear from God. Well, if you want to hear from God, are you willing to read his letter to you? Are you willing to pick it up and to read it each and every day, expecting God to speak into your situation? Because I will tell you, after having done this for dozens of years, he will speak to you. He will speak into your situations. Now, sometimes you may not want to hear what he has to say, right? But he will speak to you. So I would encourage you, if you don't have a readable Bible, stop by the Welcome Center. We will give one. We will get one for you and make sure that you have one. And some people are auditory learners. I'm not. I'm a visual. So for me, reading works really well. But I've known some people who would rather listen to the, the Bible being read and, and you can do that for free on the YouVersion app. So you can listen to the Bible as well. But please, please, please find a way to build this into your daily routine to open up your Bible and let God speak to you. Because he's already written it all down. He's already written it all down and he just wants you to read it. It's his letter to you. So you can write this down on your handout. God's written word is meant to be read. God's written word is meant to be read by each and every one of us. So we should listen for God through daily Bible reading because scripture interacts with us. That's point number one. Point number two, we should listen for God through daily Bible reading because scripture confirms our hearts. Scripture confirms our hearts. The second part of our verse 12, it says, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. See, last week we talked about how there's, um, how God speaks to us in a still small voice, but there are these competing voices that are in our, our minds and our hearts as well. Uh, voices we hear other than God is our own selfishness, our culture, our friends and family, our past, our enemy. And it can be confusing many times to be like, I don't know. I'm hearing something. I don't know if it's God or if it's our culture, if it's my own selfishness, or if it's the enemy. How do, we, how do we know what the voice of God is? Well, we can confirm God's voice by comparing it to Scripture. God will never contradict his written word. He's already written this down. He's not going to ask you to do something that is 
contrary to Scripture. So when we think we know what to do, we can compare it to God's Word. And it will help us to know whether or not what I think I'm supposed to do is, is really God's plan for me or if that's really my own selfishness. I'll give you an example from that. A few years ago, I had an opportunity to do this business deal and buy some land. And I was talking to this guy about doing that. And so we had agreed to do that. And, uh, but he had some work to do to get it ready for sale. So he took a couple months to do that and came to me and said, all right, I'm ready to, to do this business deal. Well, during that two-month period of time, things had changed in my life, in my, our financial situation, and it was no longer the best financial deal for me to do this. And so I was thinking, going, okay, should I buy this land or not? You know how you do the pros and cons, you list them all out, and I'm going, well, this looks like a, a lot more cons than there are pros, because I'm going to lose some money on this now. And, and I know that he was expecting me to do this, and he'll be disappointed, but you know, it's a business deal, right? They say it's just business. And so I was reading my Bible that week, and I was in Psalms, and I came across this verse, or these verses, Psalms chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. It says, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? The one whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor, and casts no slur on others. You know, so far I'm just reading this like, you know, like you would. You're just reading this and going, okay, this is good theology to know this. Who despises a vile person, but honors those who fear the Lord. And then this last section came out. It says, who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind. And when I read that, again, the words just got bolded to me. And I'm like, oh, that hurts who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind. And I felt like, again, like God confirmed that and said, I need you to do this business deal. You need to be a man of your word. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. And again, I had that choice. Am I going to do what God asked me to do? And by the way, if I hadn't ever read that verse, I don't know that I would have ever gone through with the business deal. But it was through my daily Bible reading that God spoke to me. So I went ahead and went through with this business deal and two things, two observations many, many years later uh, on that. First of all, I didn't lose as much money as I thought I was going to. In fact, it ended up being a better financial deal than what I thought. That was the first thing. And then the second thing, the person who I did this business deal with was instrumental in letting our church use voice ministries uh, when we first launched. And if I had never followed through, if I wasn't a man of my word, it's probably pretty sure that we wouldn't have been able to use voice ministries. Isn't that interesting? That God knew what was best for me, what was best for the situation, and even knew what was best for our church years before it happened years before it happened. Many times when we are looking at a situation, it's hard to discern what God's will is and God's voice to us, especially over what we want, what we think is best. Proverbs 16.2 says, All a person's ways seem pure to them, 
but motives are weighed by the Lord. God knows our hearts. God knows our hearts. And scripture can help us to know what we're supposed to do. You know, I've been a Christian for a long time, but I'll tell you what, I've never seen things more confusing in our society as they are today, right? What was wrong 20 years ago is now considered right and is just applauded and marched down the street. Things are happening. Abortion clinics are being blessed by pastors and churches. It's crazy. It's hard to know based on culture what's right or wrong anymore. And when we're brought up in, you know, a lot of us came up in public schools and we have friends who are outside of the church and, and we hear what's popular and what everybody is thinking, it becomes difficult to know what we're supposed to do. It becomes difficult to know what we're supposed to believe. But that's where the Bible comes into play. That's where the Bible comes into play. And not only is it just, again, a good book with, with standards of living and gives us direction on how to live and it talks about the history of our Christian walk, but it's alive and active. And he wants to speak to us each and every day. And we can use this, we can use this to measure up against everything that comes our way, to know whether or not it's God, to know whether or not it's popular opinion, or to know whether or not it's just my opinion. We can use this. So you can write this down. God's word is the standard to measure our hearts against. God's word is the standard to measure our hearts against. But it's up to us to make sure that we're in the Bible, that we're reading the Bible, that we're giving God the opportunity to speak to our situation, to speak to our hearts and minds. So again, if you don't have a Bible, stop by the Welcome Center. And I would also encourage you this next week, when, if you have a chance to come on Tuesday night or Thursday during the day to the prayer room, bring your Bible. Bring your Bible. Let God speak to you as you read his word. So that's point number two. We should listen for God through daily Bible reading because scripture confirms our hearts. I'm going to invite Krista to come up here. She's going to lead us in a closing song. But I also want to encourage you guys to come back the next two weeks, especially as we finish up this series. We're going to be talking about a couple more ways that God speaks to us. But I will tell you, no matter how God speaks to us, it's not going to be contrary to his word. And so we, the, the need for us to know this book is so important. We need to know this book, and we need to be in this book. Let's all stand for prayer, and then we'll sing a song. So, Father, we come to you, and we thank you for your word that is written to us, Father. We thank you that it is perfect, Lord. And we pray that you would open up our hearts and minds to receive what you have for us, God. And we worship you now, in Jesus' name. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.